0: An overnight police chase closes several lanes on I 75.
1: Cincinnati's mayor vows a larger police presence in the wake of violent street attacks.
2: And a local musician refuses to let a cancer diagnosis take away his dream. All right, welcome to Wednesday on Five on Five in Five, your WLWT podcast, where we give you five stories in about five minutes on WLWT. It's Kelly Fletcher joining us again today, and Megan, and we're talking uh, about a lot of headlines this morning, but I think the one that's going to garner the most attention is the fact that the sun is returning soon. Not today, but
0: soon. Soon.
2: Coming with February. Coming with February, which is so wild.
1: The month of love and sunshine. Sure. (laughs) And Black
0: History Month. Warm all of our hearts.
2: So... I will be posting a sunrise video tomorrow, even if it's not that beautiful. Uh, If I can see a peak of the sun, it's going to happen. And it comes hand-in-hand with warmer temperatures, 50s, Thursday through the weekend, all dry for the next week. Guys, that's lovely. Uh, Randy's saying the pick day is Saturday, and uh, I'm putting a lot of pressure on Saturday because I just feel like everyone's going to get a little wild. The fact that the sun will be out, it'll be 55 degrees I just, you know what happens in the Are your city. children
0: going to lose your mind being like, wait a minute, we can be outside again?
2: They can. I <laughs> won't care because I can have an adult beverage and sit outside. That's mm-hmm. all I actually care about.
1: And my girlfriend who's, you know, into vitamins and natural uh, healing ways has been urging me all month to take vitamin D. She's like, we are not getting it from the sky. Okay. I need to talk to her about this because yeah. I do
2: need it. I've been oh. told by a doctor I need to take a vitamin D supplement. We'll talk <clears throat> off. Well, Jane, yeah. We're giving you all way too much personal information. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's get into our headlines. So,
1: Fletcher.
0: Our first story this morning, breaking overnight. Police are investigating after an overnight chase ended just off of I-75 in Sharonville.
1: That's right. So, officials say the chase began in Springfield Township around 11 p.m. This happened Tuesday night. Officers then followed the stolen vehicle and were told that the chase ended just off of exit 14 near East Sharon Road. The investigation did shut down a number of lanes on 75 overnight. And a WLWT viewer actually sent us video of you could see the cruisers are all around the interstate. It shut down, obviously, some of those lanes. And then our cameras got on scene. They saw police really focusing in on a white Toyota that was stranded in the grass on the side of the highway. And it had all four doors wide open. We're still waiting to hear from police on exactly what that means. Um, And it's also not clear What led up to this chase or if any arrests have been made, but both Sharonville police and Hamilton County deputies say that they do expect to learn more details. We, of course, will relay that to you guys.
0: Our second story this morning, Cincinnati's mayor, he's pledging to increase police officer presence after a series of violent attacks across the city.
2: Okay, so these videos have obviously garnered a lot of conversation amongst us, amongst our viewers, amongst the city and leaders. So the conversation is, how can this be stopped? obviously these are two on camera. We've heard from a lot of people in our own lives and on social media that they have experienced or know someone who has experienced something like this as well. So Mayor Aftab-Purival told us in an interview, he had a sit down with Curtis Fuller one-on-one that more resources will be put into the Cincinnati Police Department to focus on preventing these attacks. Over the last week, these videos have surfaced showing at least two of the attacks. And again, those are the ones that there are video of. We talk with a woman that we will hear from on WLWT tomorrow morning, Thursday morning, who this happened to just a little less than a year ago, very similar circumstances. There's just not video of it. And we've talked to at least two other people on camera who have also had something similar just without video evidence. So it shows young people seemingly come up on an, Unsuspecting person um, and an 18 year old and a 14 year old have each been connected, arrested in connection to these incidents. They were released shortly after, so that we had the FOP statement trying to say, you know, we need to hold elected judges uh, accountable as well. The mayor says patrols will be increased in the central business district with 10 additional officers, but adds it isn't the city's job to babysit and raise people's children. Pureval also stressed that these incidents don't define the city and that the problem is being taken seriously. Those are the responses you want to hear from your elected leaders, so we'll have to see how that action uh, unfolds. Of course, again, we'll have that interview tomorrow morning with a victim who this happened to, and she said in one day when she reported her attack, police had said there had been four other attacks that same day. So,
0: Our third story this morning, big news across the state yesterday. A week after Alabama conducted its first nitrogen gas execution, Ohio lawmakers are looking to bring the method and— Uh, And lethal injections altogether back into the Buckeye state. And this uh, new bill has. Been proposed. Nothing is officially on the table. It hasn't been uh, officially introduced. Nothing has been passed, just a proposal uh, with the support of Attorney General Dave Yost. Now, the last execution in the state occurred in 2018. And in 2020, Governor Mike DeWine said that lethal injection was, quote, no longer an option after a federal judge ruled that it could cause inmates severe pain and needless suffering. Now, critics of this proposal saying using nitrogen hypoxia is inhumane and is still too experimental. Uh, and again, Nothing has not. Nothing has moved forward. Yesterday was the introduction of this proposal. No official law has been put on the floor or anything of that nature. Uh, Attorney General Yost says the average time for a death row inmate to wait on death row in Ohio is 21 years. <laughs> Moving on to our fourth story. Let's lighten up the mood a bit. Yes, I like It's been that. a heavy morning so far. Uh, a Middletown man is having a second chance at his dream after he initially thought it was taken away forever by a cancer diagnosis. And
1: I love this story. Lindsey Stone did a great job. Rick Keaton, a guitar player for the local bl- band called Drive, never thought that he'd end up taking the act of strumming a guitar for granted until that is he was diagnosed with sarcoma, a soft tissue cancer, on his right arm. Now, He required amputation and had a specific request for the prosthetic specialist that he met with. And after multiple models, one was found. And as Rick says it, quote, it's like I never lost anything. Rick tells us he hopes his story will inspire others to never give up on their dreams. He, by the way, is not the first musician to use this technology. One of the most notable is Def Leppard drummer Rick Allen, who lost his arm in a car accident back in the 80s. And what I love about this is he actually saw that story before he ended up losing his arm that inspired him. And now he's inspiring others. You could see the full story on wwt.com.
0: Yeah. This is one of the stories that's great to talk about, but it's hard to really explain how everything works and like it. why it's so special. So head over to the website, see Rick in action, see what makes it so special Totally. Um, to further uplift your, uh, your Wednesday, almost said Thursday, as we were talking All about, we oh, we're talking about I've this. Sun. We're waiting. <laughs> I know we're waiting. we just want that sunshine. And finally, to round us out this morning, a disappointing year for the Bearcats on the football field last year, but reason for optimism is yesterday, the program announced its full 2024 schedule.
2: Listen, this helps people make plans. So when it's out, people plan their fall, their late summer around it as well. In November, the Big 12 announced its future scheduling matrix. So we know who the Bearcats would play in the conference. And now we know the order and the dates. Huge part of that. In non-conference play, UC will play Towson, Pitt, and Miami in Oxford for the first true road game in the Battle of the Bell since 2017 for the Bearcats. Now, other notes from this year's schedule, the first meeting of two new conference rivals, Arizona State and Colorado since the 1970s the second ever meeting against Texas Tech the first one ended in a 10-10 tie it doesn't happen very often and only one non-Saturday game to be played either Thursday November 7th or Friday November 8th when West Virginia comes to Nippert obviously nip at night obviously big traction so that would be a fun one especially if West Virginia comes to town because those people travel well and they're crazy I can say that I lived in Morgantown <laughs> um, but yeah that would be a fun one as well so for the full 2024 Bearcat schedule head to our website WLWT.com.
0: Yeah, the Bearcats get both ends of the backyard brawl for a second I straight year after the and uh, after finishing the home-and-home home with Pitt this year.
2: I have thoughts on both of those that I will keep to myself. <laughs> that we'll, is we'll pull them out five, closer to the season. Yeah, we got, we got time. That is 5 on 5 in 5. Kelly, Fletcher, Megan, have a great Wednesday. We will see you Thursday with the summer.